Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, this is Patrick D. McCoy, the African-American voice in classical music, and we are honored today to speak to bass Solomon Howard. Good afternoon, Solomon. Good afternoon, Patrick. How are you? I'm good, man. It's, it's good to talk to you. Now, we've been following you over the years, and it was just a couple of years ago it seemed that you made your Kennedy Center debut with um, the Conservatory Project, and now, I mean, you are just... Yeah. Singing up a storm all over the all over the place. Just talk to us a little bit about your experience so far with Washington National Opera. Wow, man! So um, you know, just coming into the opera uh, was an experience for me. I uh, you know I auditioned for the chorus, and Scott Guthrie, uh, who was the director of artistic planning at the time, he heard me, and so you know, like took me straight to the top people to audition for it, uh, to sing for Christina Shuffleman and then. Uh, Maestro Placido Domingo. So, you know, it was just a great experience, you know, something that was pretty much unreal because I had no idea that um, that I was going to be, you know, pretty much accepted on the spot. Uh, but, you know, Washington Opera has been really, really great to me. I've worked with uh, Louis Salimno, Ken Weiss, uh, Michael Heaston now, um, Francesca Zambello, uh, some of the great coaches and directors, uh, stage directors that we worked work with, uh, Maestro Filippo Gann, who is uh, a great mentor as well as uh, conductor uh, for, you know, just learning rep and uh, helping to shape me as an artist. So uh, Washington um, not only has uh, given me a place to start, but also helped to shape me and build me. Uh, being in the Young Artist Program here has, you know, given me you know, the tool, the necessary tools that I need to be able to go out and, you know, spend my time as a you know, full-time professional freelance artist uh, with management. I got my management through Washington Opera. So, I mean, it's just been really, really great being here and in my hometown. Oh, that's amazing. That leads you right to yeah. my next statement. You're a native of the Washington area, and you went to school right in Baltimore at Morgan State University for your um, right. first, you know, beginning of your musical training. Talk to us about the influence of Morgan State on your career. Wow. Um, Morgan State University uh, gave me the stamina that I needed. Uh, you know, sometimes I was the only, if not, you know, maybe two uh, second bases uh, after a while in the choir. So, um, you know, just being having to focus and really, really be secure uh, with my music, uh, something that, you know, the discipline I got from Morgan State University. Um, when I first went, of course, uh, Dr. Nathan Carter was still there. And uh, being able to travel the world with that choir, uh, you know, that's where I really grew to love, you know, singing classical music and singing under different conductors. It also gave me that flexibility to be able to, you know, adapt to a new conductor because we were always singing with, you know, orchestras uh, worldwide. And then um, when uh, Eric Conway, Dr. Eric Conway took over um, after the passing of uh, late Dr. Nathan Carter, um, he actually got me my first opportunity, uh, international debut with the Prague um, 
the Prague Philharmonic uh, with Maestro Paul Freeman, and we did a concert version of Porgy and Bess, where I, you know, sang, you know, pretty much all the Porgy artists. And uh, I mean, it was just, you know, Morgan State really gave me that platform to build uh, and to, you know, to grow and be secure as well, you know, before I came here to DC. So, I mean, just great experience, man. Now, just recently, um, we had a chance to catch up with you at Constitution Hall, where you were a part of the monumental tribute to uh, the great Mary Anderson. Talk about that experience. What did it feel like singing on that stage in a performance which was basically hosted by the great Jesse Norman? Well, first of all, to be there with Jesse Norman, you know, a giant, a pillar in our, you know, just in the African-American community, but also... Uh, opera singer as well, you know, um, that was something that uh, at, at first, you know, I went in a little nervous, you know, I was actually uh, very nervous, you know, not necessarily uh, in my ability to sing, but the fact that, you know, Jesse Norman was there and, and uh, you know, I had to really focus myself and say, okay, you know, you've trained and you've worked hard, um, just do what it is that you know to do, rely on, you know, your instincts and, you know, sing, perform, um, but to have her sitting there, it was, you know, I felt so honored to be able to talk to her after you know, I um, we did the rehearsal, and to you know just get a little bit of feedback from her. Uh, just honored to be there. And then you know for the actual occasion, you know Marian Anderson being you know in, in some cases the reason why you know I was able to sing at the Constitution Hall, um, knowing that you know she was denied the opportunity to sing there and. And when the opportunity did present itself after, you know, people standing up for her and Eleanor Roosevelt uh, actually speaking out against the opportunity uh, or against, you know, um, DAR um, not allowing her to be there, uh, when the opportunity was then extended to her later, uh, she could have said, no, I don't want to be here and I will never be here. Black should, should never perform here. But she humbled herself and, and knew that, you know, it was bigger than just her. And she had a heart of compassion and forgiveness and went to perform. And I believe that that is the reason why she was the first African-American to perform there. That's the reason why, you know, I was able to perform there and blacks who performed there before me, you know, um, because of the type of person that she was and she didn't hold any grudges. So it just taught, it taught us a lot. I mean, the spirit of the, production was beautiful and I was just so honored to be a part of. Now that particular production was actually uh, broadcast across the country by uh, BET Centric Network and I recall being there live, I'm not sure if this part was caught on that broadcast, but I remember after you sang your aria from Simone Bocanegra, uh, Ms. Norman made the statement uh, that the Metropolitan Opera would be lucky to have you. So that leads into my uh, next uh, statement. Tell us a little bit about your upcoming debut this season at the Met. Wow, man. I am so excited and honored. Um, we had uh, Lenore Rosenberg, uh, who was uh, from the Metropolitan Opera. Uh, she does casting with them. She had come here to Washington Opera to, uh, to you know, sit down and kind of like uh, have uh, it was like a class that we did with her, the young artist. That is a class that we did with her. Uh, we all sang for her and then sat down and just got some information, feedback from her. I had some guidance. And uh, I was able to audition um, for her 
singing the role of, I sung excerpts from Aida um, as the king. So I was singing the role of the king, and uh, that's specifically what she requested that I sing because she was casting for it. And I found out, you know, a month or so later that I had gotten the role, and not only did I get the role, but I, you know, I will be singing more, uh, the majority of the performances. There are 16 performances. I do 12 and cover uh, four. But, um, man, I'm just, you know, coming from very, very humble beginnings, you know, to know that I've stayed diligent and worked hard and, you know, people who've helped me along the way. I am now on my way, not only, you know, here at the Kennedy Center, but to the Metropolitan Opera. I never would have guessed that my career and my life would be headed in this direction. So something that I'm extremely grateful for. So what, so, so in that vein, what piece of advice would you give to a young aspiring musician who might get frustrated um, along the way? Of course, of those of us who follow your story in the D.C. area, we know a, a bit about your plight. Could you maybe talk about some of the specific, like, adversity that you uh, encountered maybe in your, um, your early teens uh, that maybe would have discouraged you, and how did you overcome all of that? What brought you through it? Well, you know, growing up and going through homelessness, uh, moving from house to house with family, to, you know, from family houses to another family's house, people from churches uh, that my family would stay with, staying at hotels, motels, um, eating off of, you know, a food truck. You know, it was like, you know, all these obstacles were there uh, to discourage me. I didn't start actually studying music until undergrad. I had, you know, no concept of, you know, reading music, you know, what the notes were on the page, you know, um, any type of theory. So it was undergrad, and I didn't go to undergrad until very late. Uh, I'm in my 30s now. I didn't actually start college until, um, like, maybe 22, 23. I didn't go directly out of um, out of high school. Uh, so, you know, those were some things that were very discouraging when I and when I finally made it to school, you know, uh wasn't sure if I was going to actually going to go to college. But when I finally made it to school to be so far behind everyone, but I, you know, I kept working and I, and it was just a competitive nature about me that, you know, I'm not going to give up. Now, I definitely never liked to compete as far as it was, you know, as far as singing came, uh, like, you know, doing competitions, what a lot of young singers do. Um, I've done a few, but, you know, these were, you know, just from from playing sports, you know, I had that, you know, that drive. If, if you know, someone else can do it, then I can do it. And uh, those were, you know, a lot of things that, you know, I could have let, you know, just throw me, you know, off track and keep me down. But it was it was me, you know, who decided that, you know, everyone is encouraging me and saying you could do it, but I wanted it for myself. So I would not give up. That is amazing. And just as we, we round up this conversation, I personally want to say that I know that we are certainly uh, proud of you. And, and that brings us to my um, next uh, point of this conversation, the fact that you talk about you went from homelessness to all these these big opera stages and so forth. Tomorrow night you will be headlining, headlining the 10th anniversary of the Coalition for African Americans in the Performing Arts Gala. Um, what is that like when you, you know, sing for a, a gala event? Have you ever done it before? And what runs across your mind? I mean, you know, I've, I've done some galas before, but, you know, everyone has its, has its own significance. And, you know, for this one uh, being directed more so more towards 
African Americans in classical music. You know, it's just you know surreal. I mean, it, it really it really shows that you know those who have come before us, and then me. You know, I'm actually doing this for the next generation. So those are things that I think about. You know, and things that help me stay focused and you know work hard, so that you know I'm creating and opening a path for the next generation to do better than I did. You know, I never want you know to be the like the only one that's great, or I'm gonna be the best. You know, I want everyone to achieve their greatness. So, you know, it's something that I you know I feel is uh, setting me up to be able to help someone else. Well, Solomon, thank you so much. It's been an honor to speak with you again. We have been my just oh my goodness, I listen to that voice. Say my pleasure again. <laughs> so again, we've been speaking with Bates Baritone Solomon Howard, who will headline the 10th anniversary Phantom of the Opera Gate of the Coalition of African Americans in the Performing Arts tomorrow at 7.30 p.m. Again, this is Patrick D. McCoy, the African American voice and classical music. We do hope that you continue to follow the show and be in touch with more interviews of this kind. Thank you so much and have a great day.